Welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remolations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give you our comedic interpretation of your fucked up REM cycle. This week we're reading dreams about cruises, elevators, and breathing underwater. Sounds like the best. We're also reading a dream about war and wolves <laughs> and responding and responding responding again <laughs> and responding again and responding again. Welcome to our game. <laughs> Welcome to our game. We're also talking about recurring dreams, what they mean, how often people have them, and why. Yeah. All right, bestie. Let's get started. Woo! Hi. Hello, hello. <laughs> Why aren't you saying anything? I thought I'd let you start this time. No, I'm just like, going to giggle. Is- I'm just <laughs> looking well, at you. You had this look on your face, and I'm like, and? And Hi, shall we start the show? <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going well. How are you? Oh, good. How was your week? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it was a week, but you've had you've had a great weekend so far. I, I have had a great weekend. Spent a lot of time with my boyfriend, which was great. Had a great time. Nice. It's much needed. It was just a little stressful week, as you know, learning everything. Everything is still new, and it's a lot of stress. So I very much needed this weekend. Good. Did you good. do anything fun? We shot a wedding on Friday. Just kind of worked all weekend, so not really exciting. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but we had this to look forward to. Always, I always look forward to this. It's like our bestie time, favorite time of the week. Okay, you're then. starting, so why don't you jump in? I have a dream for you this week, Mindy. I can't wait. You always do. It's a really, really good one. Oh, exciting! Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so this one comes from Lexi from Iowa, and she starts out by saying. She literally says, so I'll start out by saying that I dream about cruise ships often. My family enjoys cruising, and I think I often fall asleep thinking about the next time I'll be back back on one. Yeah, just off the bat, I thought that was cool that she included that, because I think who doesn't want to be just thinking about their next trip? But more in general, I feel like reoccurring dreams tend to be like bad things, but like they can also Mm. be good things. She's reoccurring dream about these family trips, but... Bring I'm me guessing with. maybe something happens on this trip that maybe reflects the stress in her life. Not so okay. much the reoccurring part is what I'm going to guess. Here it goes. I was on a cruise in the casino section and lots of friends and family are around gambling, drinking and just having a good time. I stepped onto the elevator with my sister. Once the doors closed, I felt the elevator start to tilt sideways and oh, I was no. immediately scared. Is it a right? Wonkavator? <laughs> no, it felt like the ship was tipping onto its side oh, and water know. started to pour in and oh. we continued to tilt until we were almost completely upside down and full of water. No, okay. Um, so first of all, you're on a cruise ship, which already stresses me out because I've never been on a cruise and I'm not sure that I, I want you're to. A cruise, I don't know if you're a I'm cruise I'm not sure if person. I'm a cruiser, <laughs> but the fact that then elevators also scare me a lot. This is like a nightmare, terrifying nightmare. (laughs) I think it's kind of, uh, well, not the cruise part, but the elevator part is definitely making me anxious. Yes. Once we had finally submerged and flipped, Mm. the elevator doors opened. That's good. And I realized I could breathe underwater. (laughs) Magical. (laughs) Great news. I've always (laughs) wanted that talent. (laughs) It would be the best, especially for me. I feel like you'd never see me again. I just would live under the sea forever. (laughs) Okay, so I realized I could breathe underwater. We both calmly walked out of the elevator and into the scene that was identical to the one we had just left at the above water casino. Gambling, drinking, (laughs) etc. And then I woke up. (laughs) So it's just like now she's underwater and can breathe and And it's it's just like the boat like flip but it's all the same so interesting i i 
I really liked this one because I felt a whole spectrum of emotions. I'm like, yeah, we're on a cruise. We're having a good time. Ah, shit. We're drowning. Yeah. We're stuck in an elevator. In an elevator. And then Ooh. at the end, it's like, oh, we're okay. After all, it's fine. It's fine. Now, did she cool. mention whether the elevator went up or down or it started going sideways? But which direction was she was planning? I, that would be interesting. That makes a big difference in kind of dream. Yeah analysis but first i wanted to kind of talk about you know we talk about a lot of times like say if there's a mall or something like that but like think about a casino and a cruise i know you've never been on one but talk about a lot of people a lot of (laughs) noises a lot of choices and you know just a lot of chaos but stress but relaxing at the same time yeah but in this particular situation they seem to be like Hey, okay. we like it. We're drinking, we're partying, we're gambling. <laughs> so you, usually you think, oh, there's probably something piling on in life. But no, they seem to be having a good old time there. Yeah. Let's get to the elevator because I know you'll probably. Oh, I hate elevators. I really do. I I, I think it, it stems from when I was about five or six, we went on a family vacation to South Dakota. Okay. It's driving distance, of course. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good place. It might. <laughs> the best part is, I think it was just. Oh, I don't even know how we all fit in a car. We probably sat. On, I don't even know how this worked out. <laughs> that's a long but, way to be sitting on each other's laps. Because I'm thinking my all my okay. So I had my mom, my dad, my three sisters, and my grandma. So I'm like There's, now questioning how do we all fit in a car? I don't remember. Yeah, that. Did but my grandma up on top. <laughs> <laughs> She probably, yeah, she's hanging along. She's cruising along. We went to like Mount Rushmore and then, you know, kind of yeah. just did that whole cruise. But I remember we stayed in this hotel and the the fire alarm went off at like two o'clock in the morning. And I just remember like knowing even at the age of five or six that I was not a, you shouldn't go down elevators during a fire alarm. Good job, Mindy. Good job. How did I know this? I don't You're know. smart little cookie. <laughs> but I just remember like the stress of seeing people go in this elevator or like, I don't even know if we went in the elevator, but I just, I don't, I remember being stressed out at this age about elevators and it's stuck oh with me my God. whole life and I don't like them now. I never have. Recently, you and I were <laughs> hanging out. Okay. So this was last weekend. Yes. Uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, and I and my nephew came to visit you, and you had yes. booked a night at a hotel. Had a great time. Old hotel. Had yeah. a great time. We went swimming. We did. We had a good time in the pool and the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. If you want to see more of that, you can go join our sleepover squad. We have some behind the scenes fun. Yes. But we got in this <laughs> elevator, and my nephew started jumping. He's 11 years old. I just decided to start jumping up and down this elevator that's what, probably 130 years old? I don't... Right, right. And we're, we're and both then, like, stop, 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 stop. stop. Don't, stop. Don't, don't do it. Parker, stop. <laughs> I was we stressed out. We made it out, out okay, know. obviously. <laughs> we did. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's not a very... I mean, it's don't tall jump in elevators. Debut, but yeah. If you want to stress me out, do that. Have you ever <laughs> gotten stuck in an elevator? No, well, I can't say I have. I... You? I am. I'm having like a panic oh, attack about thinking about it for you. Like if it ever happened, no. I just that's why I always bring my cell phone with me because if I'm stuck, I'm gonna have to like chill out to some music or like do something, like play games on my I phone. Yeah, I don't know if I shared this or not. I was locked in an elevator in Mexico. Oh God, all places as like a two person elevator. You know, like real small. Yeah, and. Mm, this was like 2000 so not really cell phone times <laughs> oh, and no. the girl i was with there was four of us but we could only go down two at a time this was on spring break and we could she started freaking out so badly and i was scared too because i'm not like horribly claustrophobic but enough claustrophobic but since she was freaking out so badly i was just kind of like it's okay. <laughs> you, like, you're the calming like, presence for her, which you would be for me. I was trying to be the calming one, but then we'd like hear knock, knock, hola, hola, and neither <laughs> one of us spoke Spanish, so we couldn't hola. ask how much longer is help coming. So we had to stay in Donde there, esta like, la tequila? <laughs> Can you pour some down here before? <laughs> <laughs> and it was the day we were leaving, so it was like wow. we didn't even have anything to look forward to once we got out of the damn elevator. We were just going to the airport and going home. And a two-person elevator at that. That's tiny. Yeah, it was it was pretty tiny. Okay, well, we, okay, so we've established yeah. elevators trapping stressful. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, confinement, um is she struggling maybe being stuck in some kind of aspect of her life 
or maybe even like a loss of control because I mean her world is being flipped yeah. upside down by something like literally in the elevator something is flipping her life something new down. in her life that's flipping it upside down yeah. but everything ended up being okay yeah like it, it started out okay and then it got horrifying and then it ended okay so it was like a <laughs> woo it was like kind of a roller coaster so of is emotions. that just fear of change like, maybe change or just something is unsettling or you know making her feel trapped in a situation maybe she doesn't want to be in and feels like she can't get out of but they did get off the elevator and they could breathe underwater amazing is super cool <laughs> part of the dream um, that's a cool superpower you know? <laughs> if you were to have a, a superpower of any kind what superpower would you pick because i think this is tells a lot about a person I think that would be a good one. I mean, I think Aquaman's got an ideal life in my situation. Well, I don't know much about Aquaman, but okay. being able to live underwater be super cool. But I'd also like to be invisible. Yeah. I'd really like to get some tea on people, you know, just like sit yeah. around and listen and gossip a little bit. But how about you? So wait, are you so are you going with the underwater or you, you get picked to get to pick one? Underwater or one? one. Oh my god, I had invisible. like so many other invisible. ones. Um not indivisible. That would mean like you're a number. Indivisible. <laughs> Invisible. <laughs> Brooke, you're not indivisible. indivisible. <laughs> I could be. Let's see how many atoms I have. <laughs> What's your half life? Oh shit. I'm gonna go with um Ah, uh, invisible. I'm not one hundred on it, but yeah. go ahead. I would say that that you. was always my go to was invisible. But yes. Ah uh, lately. I've been thinking, like, I don't know that I want to know everything. Like, it, it would... That's true. It's stress. Like, I would love to sit in conversations or see what people say about me. But the older I get, I'm like, I don't really care what people think of me or what they're that saying. That is true. That is, I guess I was kind of pulling something from, like, what I always thought I yeah. would want. But, yeah, I don't know if I would really need that much anymore. I'm going to go with a teleportation. I'm just going with... <gasps> that was just that was gonna anywhere. be another one of mine because well, that's sorry awesome. I took it. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of us can teleport, yes, and it's I'm, you. Uh, it is me. You get to be invisible, and you can tell me all the tea. But I maybe if I hold on to your arm or something, you can come with me. <laughs> just like part of me, just yeah. my arm will come <laughs> with you. <laughs> the rest of me will be behind. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Then like, I want to change mine to n- being able to breathe underwater. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm glad we're working this out. We're working. But I mean, imagine like if you can like all of a sudden be like, I want to watch the sunset from a mountaintop and like, bam, you're there. Or I want to wake up on a beach. Just have that ability to be wherever you want, whenever you want, I think would be my ideal. I'm just, see, this is why my brother hates me when I ask so many (laughs) questions about these movies and stuff, because I'm thinking, but then maybe would you lose the joy of traveling somewhere or the excitement of getting there or the achievement of getting somewhere, but or taking a cruise, I want to be where I want (laughs) to be, take me to the beach, take me wherever I just, I don't like to travel. I mean, I do love to travel, but I'd like to be. Everyone loves to travel, but the hardest part is the travel part of travel. Yes. Get, just get me there. If I don't have a private jet, t- transport me. Teletransport me. <laughs> okay, that was a long sidebar. But let's get back to Lexi's dream. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've kind of gone through a lot of it. Like, she's she's going to be okay, though, I think. Because the only thing I wonder about is that you've talked about it, the theme of claustrophobia with both the elevator and then also being underwater. And there is that feeling of being trapped, you know, some in something in real mm-hmm. life, but something's giving her a lot of anxiety. But she was strong and she said she was scared, but she was brave in her dream. And I'm guessing she has these qualities in real life. So I think she'll be able to handle anything that comes her way or whatever she's dealing with. Agreed. But my God, drowning is like one of my biggest fears, which is weird it, for me because yeah. being in water is also water. like... Yeah. The happiest I ever am, but <laughs> any, I guess any kind of thing with like being buried alive or suffocation. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Right. I totally get it. That probably wouldn't be top on your list either. Any kind of suffocation, huh? Oh, oh no. Let's let, yeah, let's talk about ways to die and what I would prefer. Yeah, please. What's number one on your list? <laughs> Can I please die in my sleep having a, <laughs> a great dream? I don't want to be like, 
a horrifying, like what would be one of the scariest ways you think? Oh, um, I would say burning alive. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. I oh, go that that's. One. I mean, if I'm shot, yeah, you know, if I'm good. I'm shot, then it's immediate. Hopefully, I mean, you can bleed out, but I mean, well, depends. Give me on a where kill shot. shot. I'm fine. But, <laughs> but burning alive, having to because you're suffocating and you're burning seems like a bad. Yeah, you're choice. breathing in the smoke and you're. Oh, that is a bad one too. Good call. Well, yeah. on a later <laughs> note. <laughs> This just took a dark turn. If you have any <laughs> dreams you want to share with us, we would love to hear about them. If you're dying in your dreams, that's really interesting because that means an end of an era. But please write them in. Let us know about all your dreams, good or bad. You can submit your dreams or dream stories to remolations at gmail.com. And that's what keeps this podcast going because we are just supported by... Yay! Dreams that our fans and listeners submit. So please, please, please keep keep them coming. Keep them coming. Short, long, funny, crazy. Anyone will take it all. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the crazy. Take the crazy. Hey, Mindy, you got a dream for us today? <laughs> I do. I don't know what the voice was. I have a dream from Austin in indiana austin okay thank you austin i'm so glad you sent this in it starts she's already thanking him i'm excited hi mindy and brooke first of all i just want to say i love your podcast i'm a recent listener but i've been binging episodes lately and i really enjoy the show oh and before i forget my name is austin and i'm from indiana Hi, Austin. He's so close to us. He is. Yes. Yay. Awesome, awesome. Awesome, Austin. There. Awesome, Austin. Now we have a new nickname for you. Here we go. Awesome, Austin. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I can't speak, that's going to come back to bite me, I'm sure. (laughs) And he spells it. I know you like unique spellings, Brooke. I do. I do. A-U-S-T-E-N. Oh, okay. Austin with an E. I like it. I know you do. I like it. You like those unique <laughs> spellings. Okay, I here do. we go. I do like those spellings. <laughs> this is kind of long, but I wanted to share this dream that I had on May 17th. Very specific. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I dreamed that I was in Ukraine after joining the war effort to fight against the Russian oh, no. army. Yikes. It's a lot. It's all in the news, so I understand yeah. how this works your its way into your dreams. This is why days. it's in your brain. Yep. Yep. There are a lot of other non-Ukrainians here too. And we all had joined the Ukraine army as volunteers. Some of the volunteers had clearly only joined because a while ago, Johnny Depp announced (laughs) that he would be going over to fight as a volunteer. They seemed to think that if they went to, they would get to see him looking like an action star running dramatically through the battlefield, which is obviously an incredibly dumb idea. Yeah, very, very dumb reason to join a war. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> very dumb. But we always appreciate any time Johnny Depp makes a cameo in any of our listeners' dreams. So thank I was, you. I was going to say, you know what, though? I'd like to see him run around and look. I don't want to join the war effort by any means, but I bet he'd be pretty cool yeah. running yeah, around, cool. kicking some ass. Like okay. So he goes on to say, they had no idea, these people that joined just because of Giant Depp, they had no idea what a real war was and had no business being in one. Sounds about right. (laughs) I don't know if Johnny Depp really has any business being there either. I don't know how much wartime experience he has. I see him as more of a lover, not a fighter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. Anyway, we... I'll try it again. Anyway... (laughs) After we arrived in Ukraine, we all got split into groups and sent off to our assigned military groups. The fanboys mostly got split up. The fanboys? Those are the guys who I think joined for Giant Depp. Yes. And, yeah. The fanboys got mostly split up, and we all got on these pirate ships that would take us to our final destinations. Oh, boy. As we were sailing away, I looked oh. over to another ship where two of the fanboys had been sent. They had partially, partially, they had partially climbed the rope lattice thing on the ship. I think it might be called Jacob's Ladder, is what he said. I don't know. I don't know, Austin. 
It's a it's a rope ladder. I, I don't I don't know pirate ship um, sailing no. terminology. No, I'm kind of I'm already kind of sailing that. terminology. <laughs> Um, and so they climbed the ladder, and they were looking out over the waves in a very theatrical way. Oh. I could see the other shipmates behind them who were having a hard time not laughing at them. <laughs> okay. So, like, you know, if you join this army, and you're just there <laughs> because you want to meet a celebrity, it's yeah, yes. everyone's kind of kind of laughing at you. I get it. Yeah, you should expect that. Sorry, peeps. <laughs> Sorry. Truth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> the truth hurts. I got sent to a military unit that was fighting in the heart of a big city. Because there were various military operations going on throughout the city, the army used a number code with each number assigned to a certain military operation. They would spray paint the relevant number in part of the city where each mission would take place. So you had to pay close attention to your surroundings and watch out for numbers, or you could end up being the victim of friendly fire. Oh my Seems god. Seems very specific. Wouldn't the enemies also be able to see the numbers spray <laughs> painted around? Town? Right. Yeah, you'd think so. But that's you'd okay. think so. All right, here we go. We're doing our be- we're you doing just the best we can in this situation. Right. Watch your numbers. any war that you uh, go into, do the best you can under the situation. <laughs> right, just do the um, best. He, you but can. he also mentioned each military unit also had its own color of spray paint. Oh, I like it already. It's getting more organized. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I knew about the system in general, but I didn't know what all the number codes meant yet. So I was just kind of running around the city aimlessly, trying to help out where I could while avoid being shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. That is a tough situation. This sounds dangerous. Yeah. Then, as I was running through this underground shopping mall area, (laughs) I noticed the number. We have a lot of shopping mall stuff, don't we? (laughs) I know. So while running underground this this underground shopping mall area, I noticed the number 20 was spray painted in black, which was my unit's color. So he knew what unit color he had. So black, 20. 20. I didn't know what military operation number 20 was, but I figured (laughs) I should just wait here so I could help out with whatever it was. This seems really kind of organized, but kind of unorganized. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's like (laughs) 50-50. Bit by bit, other soldiers arrived, and it looked like the mission might be starting soon. Oh, boy. After a while, someone pulled us together and explained the mission. Thank God. Finally. I want to hear what's going on. What am I going to be doing? Got it. Now what? 20 black, now what? If I go to the casino this week, I'm putting it on 20 black. 20 up, 20 black. All the way. Put it all on it. Do I'm going it. to let me know I'm if going you win. To. Okay, <laughs> Austin, I'll give you a, I'll give you two bucks if, two if bucks. I win. That's it. That's it. Okay, the main goal was to lure Russian soldiers into an area where there was some kind of trap set up. Okay, and pretty soon the other members of our unit would be chasing the Russians into the area. Okay, this is very detailed. It is in order to cut off all of their escape routes except for one. We wanted them to go through. We would have all the soldiers firing at them from one tunnel, a huge boulder (laughs) rolling down another tunnel, Indiana Jones movie, (laughs) and a strong gust of wind that would be coming from another direction. That's lucky that nature is on their side where they can (laughs) control a gust of wind as needed. (laughs) Leaving them with only one tunnel that led them to the trap room. But I mean, this is very interesting. Yes, it's like, it's like, um... I'm going to mess it up. Like, some, what is it called? Something Ruberg machine, or it's like... Oh, you know, Goldberg. Goldberg yeah. Ru- something machine. R- Rubik's. Ruberg. Or, uh, I know, it's you know what I'm talking about. Rule Ru- Goldberg. Rule Goldberg. Something like that, right? Yeah, sure. we're like... We're like I'm going to have to look it up. You know. It's, yeah, I think it's it Rule Goldberg. It's like, it's like the marble goes down the little chute, and then it hits the needle that pops the balloon that makes... The ping pong ball Rube Goldberg. Rube Goldberg. Yeah. Okay. Kind of between the two of us, we got it. Yeah. It seems very specific of how he needed things to happen. Yes. Okay. Now it starts getting really crazy. Now now, now it's dark, but now it's getting like bizarre. So. Okay. (laughs) It wasn't long before our soldiers arrived, hurting the Russians underground. There was chaos with shooting from multiple sides. And I felt a bullet oh. enter the. R- 
I felt a bullet enter my head right near my right temple. Oh, my God. I felt around with my hand. And I could clearly feel the the bullet lodged in my head. Oh, God. Surprisingly, it didn't really hurt. And there wasn't that much blood. Oh, this is bad, Austin. (laughs) Any face shot is bad. (laughs) No. Face shot's not good. Oh. Not well, good. at least he um, is not feeling any pain yet and seems to so? not be bleeding to death, so. But he said, I must have died, though, because the oh! next thing I knew, <laughs> I was back outside, where I had first been dropped oh. off in the city. The way it worked was that when you got <laughs> killed in the battle, you would essentially respawn back at your starting point. So it's like a video game. And have to run all the way back to where the fighting was again. <laughs> yes. So now it's turned into a video game. It really is. He's respawned. Got shot. Had to respawn. <laughs> okay. I was really frustrated by this. And I started running as fast as I could to get back to my unit. Unit 20 Black. <laughs> unit 20 Black. Ooh, I think we got an episode name. Unit 20 Black. It's perfect. <laughs> It's a long one. I know. It is a long one. Partway there, I noticed a very large black wolf (gasps) running parallel to me a little ways away. He was larger than any normal wolf, and the way it moved was somehow wrong. Too jerky at times, but too fluid at others. Ooh, is this like a demonic wolf? Like a demonic wolf? You know, when you see them twitch all weird. Yeah, like it's like a glitch in the matrix type wolf. I don't know. (laughs) I got the feeling it wasn't a wolf, but at times it was only pretending to be one. As I kept (sighs) running, it came closer to me. And then when it got really close, it spoke to me in a normal human voice. It said (laughs) that if I wanted, it could help me catch up and get me to the rest of my unit faster. I creeped. Did you be like, as how creeped- many coins do I have to give you? <laughs> as creeped out as I was by the wolf, I couldn't pass up the offer, so I said yes. I thought it meant I would get to ride the wolf. Of course you would. Wolf comes, <laughs> asks you if you want. That's just- I'm going to get you there faster. Yes, yes, I'd like a wolf Should ride, please. Should be expected. Sign please. me up. Please and thank you. But instead, it suddenly grabbed the scruff of my neck and its jaws and tossed <gasps> me high into the air, way above the city. I came crashing down right at the starting point, unharmed, but somehow I had to start over again. Damn it! Austin, don't trust the demonic wolf. Like, you should know better. Demonic wolves are never on your side. When they start glitching, you know it's not true. I mean, have you even never listened to Little Red Riding Hood? We've learned that from, from youth, let alone demonic wolves. Don't trust wolves. They're sneaky. They are sneaky. Sneaky little <laughs> bastards. Okay. So I start running again. Oh, no. And this time I noticed I was being followed by, by what looked like a blob <laughs> of mel- melted gray plastic that what? was sliding along the ground. Oh, my God. I'd rather have the demonic wolf. I know, right? I don't know what's scarier, a wolf or like a I don't know what blob. this thing's going to do or what it's capable <sighs> of. Is it going well, like, to morph into something? Here we go. I could outrun it on flat ground without much trouble, but it was extremely fast on the downhills and it caught up to me. When it touched me, I was immediately back at the start again. And this time no! it was there with me. Oh, no. So now he's just respawning with him. <sighs> I started running again. That's like grabbing him to take him through your teleporter. <laughs> he's, he's respawning with his gray blob. Damn it. <laughs> gray blob. I started running again, but got caught again and was sent back a third time. Getting more and more desperate, I tried to run as fast as I could to get back to my unit, but the gray blob kept following me. <laughs> this goddamn I noticed it looked different now. Rather than just being smooth gray plastic, it had a pair of human looking eyes. (laughs) Just like in the middle of it, still like creeping, crawling after him. Oh, the more time (laughs) I went on, the more it changed, with eventually 
gaining the ability to talk. I don't remember what oh, it said no. to me, though, because it was just about the time I woke up. Oh, no! <laughs> Austin, that was awesome. Thank you so much. He finished it up. Uh, that's oh. all. I don't think there's much background to share here, except for maybe the fact that I have been to Ukraine before in real life. And I've been thinking about fighting there a lot these last few months. Thanks, Austin. Oh, Austin. Well, that's very nice of you. And yeah, I think, you know, not only been there, but then to hear and ex- see everything that's going on, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. where we had to start with this dream analysis. First of all, you know, again, we are not experts when it comes to dream analysis. This is the dreamer mostly knows. We're just going to give you some ideas of maybe what to think about. Yes. But in a time of war and dreaming about war is, I mean, that's just in the news these days. There's been so much bad news lately yeah. that it it totally makes sense that it's working your way into your dreams. Yes, absolutely. War in general, when you dream about it, especially fighting in a war, not just experiencing it, can be because of a you're experiencing a conflict in your life, whether it's work or home, or even like a inner conflict in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like So is there something maybe that you're trying to sort out about in your own life, just like an internal struggle? Yeah, but it's good for Austin because he, he goes for it. He yes. goes for it. It's not, I mean, clearly there's something wrong, but he doesn't hide. And not only does he not hide, he keeps trying to <laughs> trying get back. Trying. To, trying to get back and he just can't. So it's like he really wants to this problem solved he really wants to address it as best he can something's holding him back yeah but i think you know and i think that the whole depp and fanboys part of this dream episode <laughs> um i think that's just like lighthearted it's a way to make it less scary kind of just a yeah. little humor into this dream because overall the dream's kind of just really deep dark. and really yeah. dark and so i think the whole depth obviously maybe he, austin was listening to like our past episodes when he was sleeping that it could only not only be the news about Ukraine, it could be the news about the trial and stuff. And all of it's right? just making its own story up. And he's he probably has a video game he really likes to play too. And it's all just manifesting into this amazing dream that he's had. <laughs> yeah. And the pirate ships, I mean, obviously, we know Johnny Depp, well, most known for Pirates of the Caribbean series. Ships in general have to do with a voyage or a a big decision or a journey that you're making in your life. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, maybe he's at a point of his life where he's kind of ready to move on to the next phase of his life. So, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what what's kind of like the looking forward, like what's the next thing that's gonna happen? But also kind Mm -hmm. of being worried about it because that's a lot of chaos. But now we get to my favorite part of the dream, which is the colors and the numbers. (laughs) Yay. Of course. Black 20, tell me what it means. I need to know. <laughs> Black often is known as kind of a mysterious color, the unknown, the end of something. Can you hear that? I don't think so. My toilet just like went... Gurgled? Gurgled. Is a toilet gurgle? I have a toilet gurgle. And Mindy, I swear to God, the other night I was falling asleep and I heard this. <gasps> right next to my head. No. I swear to God, your place is haunted. And I, like I said, I never felt it anywhere but this unit. But now my toilet's like mad at me. I don't know. That freaked me out. That's what you get for recording this podcast in your bathroom. (laughs) This toilet should be so lucky to hear this every week. (laughs) And they don't even have to join our sleepover squad. They get it for free. Free. (laughs) So black, going back to black, it's it's unknown, it's mysterious, but it can also signify like a death or the end of something, like an end of a phase. Mm -hmm. If you dream of black a lot, it may check yourself because it can have to do with kind of a, an underlying feeling of depression or grief. Mm-hmm. So you might want to check that. Number 20, on the other hand, completely opposite. Number 20, if you look at numerology and angel numbers, is a sign of new beginnings. What? And it's a sign of a success. And it's a sign of that the universe approves of whatever plan you have going forward. Go ahead, Austin, with your 20. So I think it's interesting how it's black and 20 because I I feel that it's kind of a balance between scary, the unknown, but what you're moving into perhaps is something that's really great. The universe is saying, yep, you're on the right path. It seemed like 20 was kind of near the end 
of the numbers too. So that would be like the black would be kind of like the unknown and the maybe the end of something. And then the 20, literally the end of something, but representing that new beginning. Mm -hmm. The next thing was being shot, which is scary. I mean, you don't in the face, the (laughs) temple, like just right in the head. Ow! Ouchie! There's no Band-Aid for that. <laughs> I had to look this up because I was really struggling with what I thought it meant. I had to kind of do a little bit of research on this one. But when it comes to guns and being shot in a dream, just kind of like water in a dream, depending on the color of water or like the clarity of water, being mm-hmm. shot has to do with, are you the one being shot? Are you the one shooting? Are you the one who's... Sure. So it for this example, the one being shot at and the one being shot... It can do with arguments in real life or some sort of conflict in your real life, but it can also do with like fear and guilt. So okay. like, is there something that maybe you're afraid of with kind of this next phase of your life or this next part of your journey? There are so many symbols in this stream. I'm going to keep going because there is a lot. But I'll, I'm, at the end, I'm going to tell you kind of overall what I think. Okay. Okay. Because there is a lot there is of a symbolism lot. in this. Story. I love it, Austin. The respawning, I can... Definitely appreciate being um, having a gamer part of my my life. Love it. Wouldn't that be great in your real life if you just be like, oh, died. Got to go back to the start. Oh, darn. Respawn. How many? <laughs> I don't know, though. How many lives should you get? Depends on the game because it could, pretty much could be unlimited. I mean, we started with Mario Brothers where you got like three lives and then once they were gone, they were gone. Right. Didn't we always talk about up, the up, code down, left, right, start, select, up, down, right, A, B. Something like that. Probably right. I never did it, but <laughs> I know you were all about it. So yeah, some games let you only respawn once or twice or a few times, but uh, it seemed like he had kind of like unlimited amount of restarts, which I think is interesting. Yeah, but and he was ready to go each time. Almost like the ability to continue trying until you get it right. It's like I can't get there. Like mm-hmm. I haven't. I didn't complete the mission. Like let's start over and try again. But I think that just has to do with maybe an outlook of life of, you know, giving yourself a little grace that, you know, hey, I might have gotten it right the last time, but I've learned from this lesson. And the next time around, I'm going to do it a little bit different. OBE, Mindy, outcomes-based education. (laughs) You don't get it right the first time. You get to try, try again. So explain, let's explain it to our bestie out there. So we went to a high school that our freshman year decided that it was fine to do this thing called outcome-based education, <laughs> where you literally could not get less than a B minus, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, you could take tests as many times as you wanted, as long as you learned it at the Which end. Which is the stupidest idea in the entire world. Because guess what? We were the first class freshman year, and then like we had to do it all four years, and then senior year was like the accumulation of everything we had learned and we had to do a huge presentation and it was like guess what now we're all going to college and people are going to be like oh i didn't pass the test i can take it again no i can take it again which college is going to let you do that which real life situation it was a terrible thing to teach people yeah i'm sorry i was against it no i agree with you (laughs) i i think it was not helpful for us as as high school students to be able to retake tests no and it did not prepare us at all no responsibility no uh, you know what? I'm too tired tonight. I'm not going to study for a test. That's not how the real world works. Right? No. <laughs> oh, no. Because you, you, you were valedictorian. You got everything on the right on the first time. I did it with my own motivation. But that's actually, it made me pissed off because there were some people that I can see that graduated up there a little bit that I knew had taken, retaken many times. That was me on the other, on the under, the other <laughs> end of the spectrum. Oh, yeah, that was you. That was me. They're saying that you're pissed at me. That's fine. I'm like, oh, I had a, to cheer a game on Friday night. I'm not going to be able to study for this test. Well, no. hell, screw it. I'm, I'll take it again next week. Oh, I don't mind that part. It's the people that had like the gold sashes and everything oh, yeah. on that were walking as like top of the class. But I'm like, you fools. I know you retook tests. And- right. I can understand That's how. It. Yeah. I'm done with my rant. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, is my kids in their high school get the chance to retake tests. So they are kind of doing something it's, similar to what we did. And now that my still around? Yeah, now that my oldest daughter is in college, she's like, Yeah, that didn't help me at all. I'm like, Yeah, I know. It hurt you it more hurts. than anything. It, it it does. It's not productive. It's stupid. But I also understand that like standard testing isn't for every kid and everything. So no. it, there's like a fine balance between 
making accessible testing for all yet having responsibility. I don't know. Now, now we sound really old. We do, but you have to take accountability for yourself. Like everyone should get a skip, a pass. Everyone, you know, sure. fucks up at some point and, you know, okay, I didn't study whatever, but unlimited, it's just, it's not realistic and it's not a good way to set a young person up to go into the real world. Agreed. But unlike Austin here, he uh, <laughs> was really trying to do his best every time. Every time. <laughs> So the one time he got respond, the wolf was chasing him yeah. or running alongside of him, which wasn't a wolf, which was like a demonic wolf, we, we say. Yeah. and But spoke clear English. <laughs> right? That even the fact that you're in Ukraine <laughs> and Russia and they're speaking English is very interesting. <laughs> but we know what we know. But wolves, <laughs> again, if we think about animals, and we talked about animals before, is that... What traits do you think of an animal in general are the traits that maybe you need to pay attention to? So a wolf is very deceitful. And Mm -hmm. in a lot of fairy tales, like you mentioned earlier, like a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Just like being Mm -hmm. sneaky or deceitful. Negative negative connotations. So Austin, who is someone in your life being deceitful? Or are you maybe even being deceitful with yourself? Like just not accepting something that you know is the truth. I'm laying it out there. Could be. I just almost wanted to snap at that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do it. What are you not dealing with, Austin? That's the truth. Like, you Come need on, to deal with it. Wake up. Or maybe it's himself, not yeah. even something he's dealing with internally. Maybe he is deceiving someone, and maybe that's why the wolf is running parallel to him, mm. not after him. Maybe he's peeking at himself a little bit, almost like a mirror. Mm. But the wolf threw him back <laughs> up the air and respawned by the scruff, too, the by scruff. the back of the neck. Jeez. So then we have the gray blob, which is the last (laughs) thing that causes him to respawn multiple times. And now we get to the color gray, which is a little bit different than black, because it is really a color that has to do with like indecisiveness or confusion. You know, it's like being in that gray fog. Mm -hmm. So you go from black, which is like kind of kind of really dark and mysterious, to like kind of like, okay, now I'm in this middle zone of figuring something out. What does it mean? And why does it get eyes? Why? I don't know. It's looking at you. It's looking at your soul. Ooh, this gray blob. Ooh, I don't like him. I'm going to send him on his way if I see him. Like, you're not welcome here, Blobby. <laughs> blobby. Now he's got a name. Blobby. Now he's got a name. Blobby the gray blob. Blobby the gray blob with eyes. <laughs> yeah, but overall, you know, I think I think there's like a... Almost like a large decision or a, a path in your life that maybe you're you're reaching a new crossroad. You know, you see these like poser fanboys and you're like, hey, I'm not that. You know, I've got to block right. out the poser fanboys, whatever. I am going to concentrate on what I have at hand, this conflict. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say, be careful of deceit from someone you're close to or mm-hmm. deceiving yourself. But right now you're kind of in the stage of unknown but with that number 20, going back to the number 20, it's like good signs. Like whatever you're feeling, you've kind of gotten over that hump. Whatever you're feeling is, is your intuition right now with the next direction of your life or the next phase of something is the right decision. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like and he's I on the right the path. fact that he keeps – I do too. He keeps pushing forward. He joined the war mm-hmm. on his own. And he's fighting every time he gets respawned. He is moving forward. He is working for it. So success will be his with that number 20. I think he just needs to keep fighting and not give up. Thank you, Austin, for submitting your dream. We appreciate it. And thank you for being a new fan from Indiana. Indiana. And one of the greatest ways you can support our show is submit dreams. Like Mindy said earlier, it is the way our show stays going and we have so much fun with you. But there's so many other ways to support our show as well. You can always go to remelations.com slash support. You'll definitely want to check out our Patreon, our sleepover squad. There's woo, always woo. new stuff being added, special footage, cool stuff. And scenes. we've got a really cool group of people. I gave Brooke mm-hmm. a, a gift last week. And so if you want to see what that is, you got to join our sleepover squad. Get some behind the scenes of kind of just us. Same. Off the Maybe mic. You got a gift? 
I got a gift. She got a gift. All you have to do is hit follow on your podcast app. That way, every time we release a new episode, you're going to know about it. So mm-hmm. definitely hit that follow right button. Right away. Yes. Thank you so much to all our great fans. We love you out there, bestie. Okay. Moving on to some, I'm, I'm changing the segment to REM news instead of pod news because I feel like it's like overused, you know, just don't want to be so it. with the grain. It's so funny because t- I've told you I've been listening, I have not caught up with my podcast, but Parks and Recollections, mm-hmm. you know, that Parks and Rec podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you've been seeing like, because they're new, how they've been changing like their format. And it's kind of fun to go along with it. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, they've made some really cool things. Like now at the beginning, like her name is Leslie Nope on the show and they call it Nope's Notes. And like (laughs) things that things that like went wrong or you didn't see behind (laughs) the scenes or mistakes. Oh, or things like that. And I'm like, it's fun to like, figure out your flow. And you know, that's all we're doing. We're a baby. We're a baby podcast still. We have only we 30, what, 37 episodes in. Like, we've got like two yes. years before uh, we make enough money to buy We're each like other a coffee. We're like two and a half years old in, <laughs> <laughs> in months. Uh, but I, just, I do want to give oh a little God. shout out to some of um, people tuning in, especially internationally, because there's been a lot of international movement. Always our besties in Australia, Yay. Belgium, and the UK, Canada, Poland, of course. Nice. Yeah. But we had some new people joining our podcast from finland japan italy wow is japan a first Jap- yeah japan's like the first time a first time and they oh. and they whatever they're doing they're binging so hey if you are japan bestie <gasps> first hit us up tokyo yes we love please. it we love it and always much love to of course the united arab emirates malta india nice. all tuning in and so of course our greatest thank you for finding our podcast and joining us every Honestly, week. Amazing. Thank you very, very much. Yes. Yay. Wow. United Arab Emirates. I wonder if one of those cards maybe I dropped. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Fell out or maybe even one in the Maldives made its way to India. Who knows? Could be. <laughs> so uh, last week. Oh, no. Last week, we talked about what we call um, those shoes that you wear on your feet that when you work out, mm-hmm. okay, I, right? And we disagreed mm-hmm. on what they were I called, remember. right? I call yes. them tennis shoes. Yes, you I call remember. them sneakers. Okay. Well, we put a poll on our Facebook fan page, which if you're not on our Facebook fan page, you should join us. Just search for Revelation Besties. You'll find us on Facebook. Ask your fans. Uh, 52% of people say tennis shoes, Brooke. Well... Hmm. Aren't they fancy? <laughs> 21% say gym shoes. 10% what? say this runners, is... but those are our international fans. So thank you, besties, over across okay. the pond in Australia and the UK. You call them runners. 5% athletic shoes. 0% oh sneakers, Brooke. Why does the word exist then, It's just Mindy? you. It's just you. <laughs> I would like, is it a Midwestern thing? Because I feel, you know, like people I don't call know. things... Different, like we said, runners, but that's international, but different places across the U.S. I know. Like, I mean, I've heard of thing. sneakers. I just don't use the term. Oh, my God. That's all I remember is like growing up in gym classes, like you have to have sneakers that have white soles. You can't use black soled sneakers <laughs> on the on the basketball court. So I don't was, know. Always sneakers to me. That, well, that's disappointing. But I will say the best answer was was from your brother. Posted his own. Your brother posted his own suggestion, which was workout? Question mark. Like not even an option. So thanks to Brett and Kelly nope. who voted for that for ten percent of the of the share. That's even more than my zero percent. Anyways, tennis shoes wins. I'm sorry. Sorry, Brooke. Okay, well, fine. I don't. I don't use sneakers for anything either. So we're all good. I'm with Kelly and Brett if we're going to change our answers around. And so um, earlier today, we we're talking about Lexi's dream, and we we're talking about reoccurring dreams. Mm-hmm, yeah, I ran across this article on sleepfoundation.org. So this article was written by Jay Summer, but uh, medically reviewed by Yulong Vias, who is a pediatrician, about okay. reoccurring dreams. And I know we've talked about it before, but I found these statistics kind of interesting. Yes, let's hear them. Between 60 and 75% of American adults experience reoccurring dreams. That is a lot mm-hmm. more than I thought. 60 really? to 75%. 
I would think that it's because people hold on to stuff, and that's why they have these reoccurring. Do dreams. you have uh, reoccurring dreams? Like I don't have like something specific that's reoccurring. I mean, I have situations like disaster situations I'll dream about, but it's not like it's like a tornado, yeah. and next time it's a boat sinking, and next time it's a fire. But it's never like the same exact thing. What about you? Oh yeah, I do have re- when I do have dreams. I I do remember like oh, and they're but they're always dark. They're always scary like they're they're bad dreams and i don't like when i have them but oh yeah i don't not all my dreams are reoccurring i mean you're you're lucky you get to have your brain full of all these wonderful magical (laughs) symbols and thoughts and everything but yeah mine's usually um you know saving someone drowning being attacked by yeah but it's not the same scene every time which i think is interesting is what they're saying is a lot of people have a lot of people have the same dream just different aspects of it change oh just like lexi's dream yeah today. exactly she said she dreams about cruising cruises a lot but the situations change yeah they say women experience them more than men oh okay and a pleasant 77 percent of reoccurring reoccurring dreams i'm sorry recurring reoccurring is the wrong term to use oh 77 percent of recurring dreams are negative i believe it did you ever hear of a, a recurring dream that is positive? Not no. really, because Not really. I, I think people focus too much on the bad stuff in their life. And right. you know, you're asleep, and it's the stuff you're stressed out about that comes out. So it really isn't. If anyone out there has a recurring positive dream, please let us know. I would love we would yes. love to share on the show. But most of the time, from what we find, it's negative. And I'm surprised it's not higher than what'd you say? Seventy seven percent? Yeah, or negative. Seventy seven percent. I would think it'd be like 80, 85. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just because so many people's dreams are stress related. Agreed. And that's what the that's what they say next is recurring dreams also have been linked with lower psychological health and conditions, post-traumatic stress disorder, general anxiety has frequently caused reoccurring dreams in many of their uh sleep study participants. Really? So the fact that you don't have recurring dreams means you are tip top. I don't know. You are tip top. <laughs> <laughs> they all say recurring recurring dreams may precisely be the same every time or only recycle one of the same scenarios or fears. So a lot of them being falling, flying, car crashes, looking for a toilet, being overwhelmed by house maintenance. Not being able to speak, losing teeth, (gasps) being attacked, naked in public, returning to school, being unprepared for work or school, being chased or trapped, and finding new rooms in a home or a familiar building. Wow. I think we've heard all of those. I know we have. (laughs) I think we have. I think you're right. Which brings me to (laughs) Patrick. Patrick I was talking to online, one of our uh, fans online, and he shared a reoccurring Recurring, recurring dream. Is reoccurring really wrong? It's recurring. Reoccurring is incorrect. Why? I don't know. Oh, God, that's going to be a tough one to... English majors. No. Tough one to crack. Stop saying. Patrick wrote in, he goes, one of my recurring dreams is that I'm back in college and I'm trying to get into some upper biology courses. In my dreams, I am trying to get into a certain biology course, but I can only get into other courses at the moment. In addition, I'm walking all over the UNLV campus. I walk near the stadium, the campus yard, the library, the Moore Student Union, which is in the central nerve of the campus. (laughs) However, I do know at this time that it's a dream and I'm having it over and over. Is it because I did not finish school? Also, at the time, I was trying to get into upper-level classes for my biology major, and I was entering my junior year. Subconsciously, I think I have regrets that I did not finish college. Could be. Keeps bringing them back to campus. So for Patrick, like that's like it's reoccurring because he kind of has this underlying stress that he never finished finished his classes at UNLV. Yeah, I mean, I do have a recurring dream that doesn't change every time I have it, and it's terrifying every time. So it's always I-55 in the Chicagoland area. Oh, Only it yeah. has become, it's like flooded. It's water. It's like a big river now, but it's not like 
it's not supposed to be for it's not like there's cars or anything like it has been a river for a while or something and I'm always floating on my back and I'm trying to get home and I'm trying to get home and my cat Kiki's always on my chest and I'm always afraid she's gonna fall in the water and I'm backstroking backstroking and I just know there's sharks all around me but I don't know where what kind how many and I just went with my back to the water I'm always just so nervous because I'm like floating and then Kiki always falls off and a shark always gets her oh god it's terrible it's awful they have your fur my baby by a shark know, it's every time no, that is stressful it is I don't I don't like it <laughs> the other thing I found interesting in this was the the themes of these dreams yeah of people experience recurring dreams about falling, while only 15.5 experience them about losing teeth. So falling is like way more. Oh, my gosh. I thought teeth would be higher up there. Oh, yeah. No falling. But then they talk about children. So although both adults and children experience recurring dreams, children experience them more often. Oh. One study suggests that 35% of 11-year-olds reported having a recurring dream as compared to 15% of 15-year-olds. So they're thinking it happens more in younger children than it does Hmm. in older children or adults. That's interesting. With children falling, being chased, and car accidents are the most common. Wow. Yeah. Yes, especially being chased as a child. Like, ooh. No. Well, it's scary anytime, but yeah, especially as a kid when you, you haven't seen that much stuff outside, you know? So it's like... Haven't seen too much of the real world. Haven't lived your life that long. And yeah, already be having like gonna worry of the boogeyman, this fear and this yeah, the boogeyman. I don't want to scare anybody, but Stressful. he does exist in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> they then go into like, what do reoccurring dreams mean? And we'll put this link in the show notes, of course. But they point to underlying issues, regardless of the dream's content. So, like, um, unprocessed trauma, underlying needs. Another theory is that in the olden times, older times, that nightmares may have given our ancestors chance to practice detecting or avoiding danger. So, like back in the oh. cavemen times, or kind of like the replay in the situation. How right? Could I how can I fix? How can I get out of like if a if a dinosaur is chasing me? No, cavemen <laughs> and dinosaurs didn't live in the same time period. But the same. But if, it's a good example. If you're being chased by a wolf, like how do you uh, deal with it? <laughs> And if you do it this way one time and it doesn't work, hey, guess what? You've learned. Try to do it something another way next time. Right. Yeah. But I think I think at the end what I want to get to is, you know, how do you cope with reoccurring dreams? And mm-hmm. here's a few ideas. Oh, uh, yes. Of course, if you're having reoccurring dreams of any trauma or PSTD or childhood trauma, seek therapy or counseling because sometimes that can help you work issues that are originally causing those Mm-hmm. Reoccurring, recurring dreams. <laughs> I'm gonna keep messing it up. It's gonna be throughout this episode and the next few. A mix I know, of like, recurring and reoccurring. They also suggest exercise for people who have recurring dreams to kind of get at uh, stressful situations out in your everyday life, kind of to release some stress, which I understand. I like to do other things to relieve stress than exercise. <laughs> do you like relaxation exercises? I think that's more your uh, alley of breathing yeah. exercises, meditation, yes. and guided visualizations. Yep. Mm-hmm. Discussing your dreams helps you with the reoccurring dreams. So, hey, again, if you want to well, send your dreams to us, we can discuss it. I'm not saying we're, we're just helping you. actually going to help, really, but it might be we'll fun. We'll help you laugh. <laughs> we'll help you laugh. <laughs> And then maintaining just a good sleep hygiene, just meaning that going to bed the same time every night, doing the same routines, and getting a good night's sleep will help you with those. You're good at that, Mindy. Maybe that's why uh, you're... Am I? I feel like you have like a good routine down, at least. I do not have a good routine down, Brooke. I, I am like... I go to bed. I get like so little sleep. I know you I think, I think when I dream the most is when I get the least amount of sleep and the most amount of stress. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, like last week was insane. The amount of dreams I had, like crazy. They're all you're, coming so up in the future podcast. A, you're in a. You're going. You're in an upward swing. You're not in one of your lulls where you're not having right. Dreams. Right now, I've had like insane amount of dreams. You're like which too right now, much. Which is too many. Yeah. Because it's just the busy time of life, and yeah. So your brain's 
worried about stuff. Yeah, it's been busy. So that'll be interesting to share. Maybe you need to exercise. Maybe you should go put on your tennis shoes and run on your treadmill, Mindy. (laughs) Good stuff. If you're enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to share it with one of your best friends. Share with your bestie. Yes. Yes. Share it with your army comrade. Share it with your favorite cruise ship partner. Share it with <laughs> share it with the last person you went on a cruise with. Like just just text them right now and be yeah. like, "Hey, I've heard this podcast. It's pretty amazing. Got to listen. <laughs> you got you got to tune in cuz there's this episode about practically dying in a cruise ship. You really got to hear it. It's so exciting. <laughs> tell all your friends, tell all your besties about the show because that's how we grow and that's how we keep doing each episode week after week. Yay. Thank you, thank you. for all of you who have shared and if you haven't yet, why haven't you yet? Do it. Tell someone. Just tell someone. Do it. Come I'm on. Pressuring you. Now. Like, now. Like, like in the next like, five minutes. Like, just turn off the podcast now and just do it. There's nothing exciting coming after this. No. Just, just do it Just now. a couple of other, just a couple of <laughs> I do have a good story. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh, what are you, are you watching anything lately? I don't really want to tell. <laughs> what is it? I have been under so much stress with work because it's just so mm-hmm. much to learn that I have been on a rampage with a lot of reality shows, but I went back to a classic that has always calmed me down. Oh, please. A little ditty called America's Next Top Model. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I mean, classic. I mean, early. Reality. I'm on season two, like, early days. Ooh, so good. With Miss Tyra and my favorite, Mr. J and Miss J. Miss Jay's like my all-time favorite. One of my he's a runway coach diva extraordinaire, and you do have a you did get a cameo. I do have my cameo from him from Miss Jay, best, and that was just last year. And we're talking about when did America's Next Top Model start? The guy oh, I think I, I was still like wanted to be a model like back. Yeah, <laughs> like I think like they were like in the last twenty years. Oh, Miss Jay has not changed a bit. He looks just as great as he always did. I'm like. Fabulous. Damn, girl, you got some good jeans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Are you watching anything? I did watch Angeline. It was weird and different Angeline. and bizarre, but I kind of liked it. It's Hulu. It was a Hulu. It was a series? Uh, or- I think it was only like series. I, I don't know. I think it's only maybe four episodes. I'm not okay. sure. It's about um, Emmy Rossum plays this woman named Angeline, and she was just this icon, this famous person in LA just because she was on billboards. So okay. she's kind of like the first Paris Hilton, the first uh, Kardashian. Yeah. Like she was the first person to be famous just for being famous. Being famous. And it was Got just it. billboards. She didn't do anything like that. And it was just kind of the story about how it came up, you know, because it was it was not recent times, obviously. Mm-hmm. It was before all that. So, you know, 70s and 80s and just how it came about. It was very interesting. And it was done differently, filmed differently, edited strangely. It was good. Interesting. Different. What about you? We started watching Yellowstone. Have you seen that? From the beginning? Yeah. No, but I've heard it's really good. I've heard it's good. So we started watching it, uh, Kevin you Costner. You don't sound very excited Oh, no, 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 no. I like oh. it. It's kind of like, okay. my sister's like, uh, it's too dark for me. But, but we oh. kind of like the dark stuff when it comes like to kind dark. of uh, yeah. a lot of family drama type <laughs> episodes <laughs> yes. and movies. And so Kevin Costner, uh, mm. amazing. I mean, like... Love the guy. We, got, we do have to mention our one claim to fame for Kevin Costner. Oh, the Field of Dreams? Yeah, so Field of Dreams <laughs> was recorded, uh, was filmed. Filmed. Filmed, sorry. <laughs> was filmed near our hometown. And so this that came out in what, 1987? 89, six, I want to say. Sure. Let's find out. Let's see who the winner is. <laughs> what year are you going with, 86? I would say 87. I'm going to say 89. I think you're late. I think you're right. 89. Yeah, (laughs) nice job. Brooke, you won that one. I get a cookie. (laughs) You get the biggest prize of all, which is a high five. So (laughs) Kevin Costner, they filmed the whole Field of Dreams movie within like 30 minutes of our hometown. And in in our hometown, like they filmed. Is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. (laughs) Is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. <laughs> but they film like on the UD campus, so like yeah. in in town too. So all over the area where we well where I still currently live, but Galena yeah. too, like 
I remember my mom took me down to they were where they were filming on Central Avenue, and mm-hmm. it was supposed to be Boston. It was like you know they had yeah. changed it to be like the Boston area. And I remember my mom was like just fangirling over Kevin Costner, and I was like nine. I'm like, okay, I don't get it. Oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I've liked I'm like Kevin Costner since like junior high. I'm like, ooh, baby. But I remember seeing him in like a bomber jacket, like a leather bomber jacket, like hot. Yeah, I just remember watching going down and watching them film that, which I think was pretty like the first time I ever saw a movie being filmed. It was pretty interesting. Don't you remember one of the girls from our French class played the like body double or just the stand in for Gabby Hoffman's yeah. character in the movie? I don't remember yes, what her name right. was, but she was like the stand in, like when they needed to get yeah. like lighting and shots and stuff or maybe if the, she was I think she there. did like the stunting the stunt double for her falling off the bleachers or something <laughs> like that on the hot like dog from our high school <laughs> so anyway yellowstone great kevin Costner definitely good. has a tie to our hometown and mm-hmm. all good so yeah i've been enjoying it if you guys are watching it let me know i'd love to know what you think of the series um speaking of our boy kevin Costner, hashtag what, what does, does kevin, kevin Costner, Costner dream, dream? come on <laughs> bud we're like You've been to our town. You've been here. You love Dubuque and Dyersville. And you came back last you owe year. Us one. Even you were you came you back. You owe us one. You came back. You know who we are. Not really, but we'd love to know what you dream. <laughs> what so you, please, what you dream? What you dream? Let us know. Let us know. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. Ben, and also, Bessie. thank you, thank you to Lexi and Austin for sharing your dreams. It's amazing. And Austin, I like that you spell your name E. Just wanted to tell you that. And <laughs> you know, very, very important bits of information. But yeah, thank you so much. Like we said, you know, keep submitting those dreams. It's how we keep going and spending time with all of you. All right, Bestie, we can't wait to be back again with you next week when we read more listener dreams. But until then, sweet, sweet dreams, bitches. <laughs>